from the mountains of Rocky, Austin <laughs> Hubbard. What's going on? How's it going, man? Good, good, good. Um, let's start off, man. Uh, I know the winters are pretty rough up there in Denver. How was the last winter? Was it pretty rough? Uh, I'm, well, I'm from the Midwest. The Midwest winters are actually a lot more harsh than uh, the winters here. I prefer these winters. Normally, it's in like the 40s, 50s every day, sometimes 60s, 70s. In the Midwest, it stays pretty pretty freezing cold the whole time. So I'll take this. <laughs> <laughs> for um, for like training-wise, right, Be- having that the temperature being so low, is that a benefit, you know, after training? Uh, I, w- I don't think – I've never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's probably much of a difference – um, like I don't probably doesn't matter too much. If anything, maybe a dis like advantage because you can get a cold or something. I don't know. Um, honestly, I've never put much thought into that though. <laughs> With uh, everything that's been going on the last couple months for yourself, uh, the the bright point was you got your first UFC victory. You know, yeah. going into that fight in Vancouver. Was there a lot of pressure since you were coming off a loss in your debut? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always a lot of pressure, you know, coming off a loss, any loss, not just like a debut UFC loss. Well, I guess that adds a little bit more to it for sure. But yeah, and anytime you're coming off a loss, I feel a lot of pressure to go out and perform. It, you know, I've never lost two in a row, and I never want to. So uh, yeah, um, there's all definitely a little extra push. Uh, that whole camp because uh, Deffler is not trying to go zero and two. At the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses. You know, you yeah. can go out there and and put on a bloody war, but if you lose, it that kind of doesn't matter. You know, in the eyes of a lot of the you know the the matchmakers and and the people yeah. that are in charge. So when you took on that fight, did you feel like okay, I need a game plan that I need? I'm gonna win this fight instead of more of taking the risk. Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, I, I just, that fight, I was just trying to be myself, you know, I felt like I didn't really necessarily have to like come up with like a super specific game plan. Um, I felt that I was better pretty much everywhere it would have went. So, um, I just wanted to go out there and leave it all out and, uh, perform well. That was mostly my goal in that one, and of course, win the fight. I was watching the uh, the post fight uh, interviews that you did, and uh, yeah. and you and and one of the reporters was like, "Hey, you know, is your elbow okay?" But little did they know, something was going on in your leg right the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you feel it during the post fight interviews? Like something like your leg hurting at least a little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, I I got kicks. I, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but anywhere from probably six to ten times you know very in there and so i mean it's a leg kick someone's kicking your leg as hard as they can it's not gonna feel good um i've had fights where i've been kicked literally like triple the amount of that um you know i just like oh it's sore you know <laughs> no leg kick feels good uh and then as the night went on it just kept swelling and getting bigger and bigger and like more and more painful to like the car got over around, I think it was nine or 10 o'clock in Vancouver time. And, uh, I was supposed to go out, you know, after party. And, uh, I was like, man, I don't think I can. My, my leg hurts so bad. I'm just going to go up to my room and ice it and elevate it. And, uh, I was actually down in the lobby of the hotel. Cause after my fight, we, 
made our way back to the hotel, uh, shower and get ready. And we were watching the rest of the card on in the hotel lobby. And uh, like I said, I was decided I didn't want to go back downtown and um, make that little journey. So my coaches helped me up to the elevator and we started going up and I passed out. And uh, yeah, all I remember is waking up and my coaches were just like looking over me. I was like, what just happened? And they're like, you passed out. Just, just lay still. It's okay. I'm like, all right. Like, and so I had to go to the hospital and, uh, you know, I went to the hospital thinking, oh, I'm just going to get some pain medicine. It's just swollen. And like, I didn't think too, I mean, I thought it was really weird. I passed out. I've never done that before, but, uh, I, I wasn't thinking too much into it. You know, I was like, oh, I'm good. And, uh, you know, they did the the pressure test and everything on my leg. And they're like, we need to rush you into surgery. I was like, what? For what? They're like, your, your pressure in your leg is, is cutting off all the circulation. Like, you're getting no blood flow to your muscles and nerves and everything. If we don't let, like, relieve the pressure, you're going to, you could lose your leg. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I couldn't believe it. Which, the, it's called compartment syndrome is what I had. And, uh, you know, I went into surgery and, um, that first surgery, they actually told me that my muscle was already turning gray and was non-responsive. So, uh, it was definitely a good decision to go, uh, into that surgery. Cause you know, I, they, everyone kept trying to get me to go to the hospital, but I was like, nah, I don't need to go. It's just a leg kick. I sore. It's fine. And, uh, you know, I was going to go up to my room and relax. And if I, if I wouldn't have passed out, it is very likely that I would not have my leg today because I would have w- went to bed, woke up the next morning. I wouldn't have been able to move my leg. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, a, like fortunate that I did pass out and luckily I didn't like hurt my head or anything falling because my coaches caught me. But yeah, it was, it was a real crazy situation. And apparently I'm the only UFC fighter in UFC history to have that surgery in the compartment syndrome and everything. So, that was even more surprising. Um, so it's just a crazy night, you know. It's not the way I was expecting to spend my, you know, celebrating my first UFC win. Definitely, that is a wild uh, statistic that there's yeah. guys that have been stopped by leg kicks. Yeah. And they go home and walk home and they're fine. And yeah. yeah, you're lucky that you did pass out because, you know, like you said, some of your uh, your coaches and your teammates probably would have went to the after yeah. party and you would have been yeah. in your hotel room you know that would have been a, a terrible situation but yeah. everything worked out for you man you got the surgery you stayed yeah. in the hospital being in the hospital must have been just shitty right like it's yeah just, man it was that's probably the longest not, stay well i was actually there for a whole week after my fight i couldn't mm-hmm. i ended up having three surgeries on my leg um i had what's called a wound vac so mm-hmm. i have a scar basically from my knee to my hip and they cut open my entire thigh, uh, and I had a wound vac on that that whole area. Um, so basically, that is just like a sponge that sucks out all the blood and like uh, inflammation and all that and swelling to help you know relieve all that pressure. And uh, yeah, I was in the hospital for a week, and man, that was that was not a fun uh, process. It was kind of a nightmare. Um, you know, is is there's more into that? Uh, like the nurses and stuff would like not listen to me. Like I was like telling them like this, the wound vac needed to be 
like empty like every like the first few days like every like other hour like it was filling up really fast and they wouldn't do it like they no one listened every any hardly anyone spoke english like and i swear they had me on like the psych ward floor when i the first few days i was in there and like there's like not to be like mean or anything but there's like crazy people i shared a room mm. with four people separated by a sheet yeah. and uh yeah it was it was not fun experience and uh like i said they weren't listening the wound like back backed up which then in turn caused um my uh like the bandage and everything to fill with blood and then it just like burst because all the like pressure of the blood filling up in there and then like the blood was just like soaking my bed like I couldn't, it was all over me. And then I started passing out because I was just rapidly losing blood. Like, mm. and like my entire leg was just gushing out blood. And it was kind of a nightmare, but I made it through it. So it's all good now. <laughs> wow, man. You know, that that is scary. Very scary. Yeah. Even after getting the surgeries and stuff that it was, yeah. they didn't take care of you. But hey. You're living now. You're doing your yeah. thing. You're back. You're back in action. Um, yeah. Was there a protocol? You know, I, I've I heard some other interviews that you did, and you said that your doctors cleared you, but then the UFC, they had doctors too. Did you have to get it cleared by them also? Um, they, I I'd never seen a UFC doctor, but basically they weren't gonna let me fight uh, within six months of that injury. Um, I. I remember going to my teammates fight Corey Sanhagen when he was fighting in Anaheim and uh one of the lady like UFC um like personnel ladies she was like in Vancouver with me and she was like oh you're doing so like it's so good to see you're doing well and everything and she, the UFC doctor was there and she's like oh yeah he's already training stuff like really not knowing um and he like kind of chewed me out he's like you're not supposed to be training yet like and all this other stuff and um yeah i'm not sure how long after the the fight that was but like it was i don't know i i honestly was trying to fight in like january in that range and they they just want to book me until the six months so fight march 7th so that that worked too probably worked out for the best but um yeah it was it was kind of a crazy situation because like my i i finished physical therapy and everything within within a month so just because i was healing fast and like i was fine i i full out was back into training within two months of my last surgery like kicking everything like full out sparring and yeah i haven't had any issues and everyone's like i can't believe it i don't know I, maybe i just heal fast or it wasn't as bad as it seemed i don't know but i mean i'm glad it worked out the way it did definitely you got you got that wolverine gene probably somewhere yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've always been a pretty quick healer, I suppose. Did, did did your coaches have to tell you like Austin, come on, man, like let's slowly yeah. get back into it. Yeah. You don't want to, you know, yeah. get too crazy, yeah, right? They did, and uh, actually, at one point, my my striking coach, he's like, you can't wear like shin guards. You're not throwing kicks like for like a while. And I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, I can do it. And then finally, he let me just start doing it because he's sick of telling me no. Um, and luckily, I never had any issues with it, like getting hit or anything, never swelled back up or anything like that or any like functional issues. So, yeah, it it worked out. Phenomenal, man. Now you you lined up UFC 248 
Marco Madsen, Olympic medalist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a it's a good matchup, I think. Olympic yeah. medalist is Olympic medalist, man. This is not wrestling. This is MMA. Yeah. You know, exactly. looking at his debut, his you know first fight in the UFC. What are your what are your thoughts on the performance he had? Um, I mean, he had a first round finish. It was a it was a good performance. Um, no doubt he's a he's a tough person. I mean, you don't get a silver medal in the Olympics and not be tough as hell. You know what I mean? But like you said, this is not a Greco re- uh, wrestling match. This is MMA. Um, you know, I I feel like I present more problems than most of his other opponents, and I can do um, you know more things than most of his other opponents. Um, so I think it's gonna it's gonna be a good matchup. Uh, I'm feeling good in it. Um, I'm, I'm very confident in our game planning and how camp's gone and weight cuts coming great. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go out there. Um, you know, I love being the underdog. I feel like I always do better when I'm the underdog. Um, I face, I think three or four undefeated people, right? Like opponents before this fight and I'm undefeated against undefeated mm-hmm. fighters. So, um, you know, I, I really like taking that, that first zero away from them, <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for the matchup for sure. Yeah, it's uh they'll remember you forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's you that's will. one thing unique about that situation is you beat them for the fir- their first loss, they'll remember yeah. you forever. And uh but you won't remember them forever. You'll remember them, yeah. but it's not like, you know, like they will remember yeah. you. So it's yeah. always cool. You know, the um the Greco Roman, I wanted to go back to that, is because he's the Greco Roman style. You come from more of like the folk style wrestling. Yeah. What are the differences? What are the key differences, do you think, for it's, MMA? It's, it's a big difference. Um, I mean, as far as how you take someone down is is a completely different style for the most part. Um, Greco is obviously a lot of clinch work and things like that, trips and such. And, I mean, uh, folk style is a lot of, like, shots, setting up shots from distance and things like that, you know. And and you can't even touch, touch people's legs in Greco, so – um, I mean, it's a definitely a different aspect, um, a different challenge, you know, one set to the other. Um, I mean, maybe I have a biased opinion because I come from a folk style background. I mean, I, I feel like it's more effective um, opposed to a Greco style. But I mean, like I said, I may be biased on that. Um, you know, I feel like being able to take people down uh, with an effective shot more so from like closing the distance and like shooting in opposed to like having to get in a clinch or something is is safer than in um you know it for mma than opposed to like i said the clinch or something but um you know i guess we'll find out when when the fight happens yeah well if you look at the the track record for folk style wrestlers like uh john jones or dc he's also folk style right cejudo yeah those guys, they're yeah. all, you know, look at where they're at. You know, it's, yeah. there's no denying, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess this training camp has been much different than any other training camp probably, right? Because of the leg and slowly getting um, back into it. And, I mean, and maybe I, it might have benefited you more, right? Yeah, like I said, I've been basically in camp for probably damn near three, three or months or so now at this point. Um, cause I mean, I started training once I, I was able to start training, which was about two months or so after the injury. And I've 
basically haven't really stopped since because I was trying to get a fight. And so, you know, I've been by this point, like, I don't even think about my leg. Like, even if it gets hit, like, I don't, it's, it's just my leg. You know what I mean? It's just the same as the other one besides the scars. So, I, as far as camp goes, it's been pretty much the same. Like, I haven't had to, like, tailor anything differently just for my leg. Uh, I mean, I, I definitely realized the mistakes I was making in my last fight, which caused, uh, had big play into what happened to my leg. And I mean, I, I closed those holes as far as that goes. So, uh, you know, I don't ever see it being, you know, an issue going forward. Sometimes when you come off uh, injury to a certain part of your body, that part of your body becomes stronger. And then you start to use that part of your body more in a fight. Yeah. You never know, you know, that the head kick might be there or the knee yeah. <laughs> with that leg. You never know what can happen. You know, sometimes yeah. the wildest things happen in the MMA fight. Yeah, definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> all right now um what do you expect you know in this fight do you do you do you think like you know he's used to getting early finishes so yeah. do you think like it's gonna be a grinding hard clinch wrestling yeah. a lot of scrambles do you think that's what type of fight you're gonna um, be in i do i i you know he all like you said he comes out really hard he he comes and he's trying to finish you in the first um and he he's usually kind of rushing in trying to get that clinch uh in body work type of takedown um so i i do think this like will be a really big like factor in like scrambling and getting out of that type of situation which will um be like a grueling type of fight so you know he he throws hard um but i i, I do feel like i have the advantage on my feet and uh i i mean i i think i'm gonna do well on my feet um you know, so yeah, <laughs> it'll be a hard, hard first round for sure. And then, uh, hopefully, you know, start taking over from there. Definitely. Definitely. Um, now, uh, a couple things I wanted to pick your brain about is, uh, the upcoming title fight, the lightweight title fight, since you are a lightweight UFC 249 Khabib versus Ferguson. Um, what is your breakdown of that? Do you feel like percentage wise, what do you, what do you see it as who winning? You know, I I I def I think Khabib wins, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as it has been for him. You know, uh, Tony presents a lot of challenges that most fighters don't present. You know, he he strikes from everywhere. He doesn't stop at all. Like he's just really durable and uh, really nonstop. Like, but so is Khabib. So like. It'll be a, a really action-packed, you know, fight, and uh, I'm I'm really interested to watch it. I, I do think Khabib will edge it out, though, for sure. I think he has the better, you know, grappling and control, but you know, Tony's like dangerous off his back, so it's kind of like what will happen. So we'll see. You know, in a lot of people's eyes, Justin Gaethje, your training partner, is the next guy in line after this fight. Yeah. No matter who wins, uh, as a fan. Who do you think is the better matchup, the most exciting matchup, the fun fight between the two? Yeah, I mean, I think they're both would be a lot of fun. But yeah, uh, Tony probably probably would be a lot of fun to watch just because, I mean, he's like doesn't stop and always throwing elbows and like crazy shit. And so, yeah, I think you're probably right on that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Austin. 
Thank you so much, man. March 7th, UFC 248, Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. Good luck on the fight. Good luck on, you, you know, everything that's going on in your life. And uh, we will speak soon, man. Yeah, take care, man.